When your child's chaotic behaviors are running your life, when you're struggling to find practical solutions, and just when you feel you've reached the end of your rope, there comes Harmonious Clan Podcast, equipping you with the proven practical strategies we've developed over the years through our own experiences to bring you strategies that give you results, enabling you to nurture your child from outcast to outstanding and your clan from chaos to harmony. Welcome to Harmonious Clan Podcast. This is our series, Is This Behavior Really Out of the Blue? This series includes three episodes that will help you understand if behaviors are really out of the blue. In episode one, we'll introduce out of the blue behaviors with a story from our own life. We'll show you that those behaviors are not really out of the blue, and we'll introduce the ABCs of behavior. In episode two, we'll discuss more about the ABCs of behavior, how you can use the ABCs to help modify your child's behavior patterns by helping them build the skills they need in these situations, and by understanding the antecedent events that trigger the undesirable behaviors. And in episode three, we'll discuss the past from chaos to harmony. We'll contrast the chaotic path, being reactive to the behavior, versus the harmonious path, identifying antecedents and being proactive. Make sure to listen to all three episodes to learn the strategies that will bring your clan from chaos to harmony. Visit our website at www.harmoniousclan.com to get a copy of our podcast download, Understanding and Working with Behaviors Before They Start. Harmonious Clan equips you with our books, educational podcasts, a supportive community, courses, speaking events, and one-on-one consulting, enabling you to nurture your child from outcast to outstanding, and your clan from chaos to harmony. Welcome to Harmonious Clan Podcast. I'm Marco. I'm Louisa. And this is Series 1. Is this behavior really out of the blue? In these series formats that we have, in the first episode that we'll be discussing today, we're going to talk about a particular issue and situation and give you an example from our life of a particular situation and, and what happened. We're going to look at that problem and understand its root cause. And um, in episode two, we're going to look more at the problem to understand the solution and why does our solution work. And then in the third episode, we're gonna we'll recap that particular issue and story, and the solution. And we'll also look at what we call two different divergent paths. One is called the harmonious path, which is what we um, are trying to teach you on the ways to handle certain behaviors and the applications and practical solutions. Practical so solutions. One leads to a chaotic path, and the other one leads to a harmonious path. Our whole message here to you is to try to bring you out of chaos and lead you to, um, lead you to harmony. Okay, so for this episode one, we're going to talk about the issue. So in general, uh, when you're talking about a sensitive high needs child, uh, from our experience, and I'm sure you've experienced this as well if you're listening, you start realizing pretty quickly and early on that you just can't do normal things with your kids. I mean, it may be simple things like just dropping them off uh, for Sunday, for church service, maybe the Sunday school when you go to church or even to Cub Scouts or there's an event at school where they're going to have some extracurricular activity where you drop them off for an hour or half an hour and you realize you just can't do it. I mean, you, you start noticing the behaviors in your child that just don't fit well with normal kids, I guess, as far as what's perceived and what kind of behavior they should be having at these events. And even if you wanted to do it, they 
other people don't want you to do it. As soon as you leave, within ten minutes, we get the call back. He did this. He did that. And. We have to go and pick him up and rescue out of the situation. Yeah, and I think many times for us, if、uh, even when you don't get that call, you're anticipating the call, so you're anxious and say you're dropping him off for an hour, an hour and a half, and you're going to go have a cup of coffee or something, try to take a break, and the whole time you're thinking, okay, when's the phone going to ring? Every time your phone buzzes, you're wondering if it's going to be a text or something from from someone at the event, one of the leaders saying. You know, he did something, or this happened totally out of the blue. As we're the name of this episode is—is is this behavior really out of the blue? I think from a caregiver and a parent perspective, sometimes you see these behaviors and you think, "Wow, this is really out of, out of the blue. blue." That's always the report. Yeah, and I think we've we've been through this enough and realized, and through our research and our reading, and that isn't always the case.、Uh, things happen because of certain. Events that preceded that particular behavior from your child. So, as we were saying, there are times when you're anxious about getting a phone call or a text, and something happened. Other times, you don't hear anything, and the whole way back, you're thinking, "Okay, did something happen?" And nobody told us, and we're always pretty anxious about what what had happened. And a typical scenario, and this is an example from a weekly activity that we bring our son to.、Uh, we went to go pick him up. We see the teacher or the leader after、uh, the pickup while we're picking up. And we get the comment. Well, we were, we were just there doing whatever activity, and nothing was happening. Nothing was going on, and then all, all of a of sudden, sudden. <laughs> he punched a child. Totally out of the blue. We always hear that totally out of the blue、uh, comment, which you know, I think to most people they don't realize that there were things that were happening before that caused this. And whether it's he hit somebody, or he, you know, he he crumpled somebody's paper, or he pushed somebody, or he knocked somebody down, or he wasn't doing whatever activity the rest of the group was doing, or he started yelling, it could be one of multiple symptoms that you see. And from everybody's perspective, it's like, well, it was just out of the blue. And that's what this episode is about—to look more into that. Is it really out of the blue? And When you learn more about what's going on here,、um, you'll understand that it's not always out of the blue. There are some events that have happened before that triggered that behavior in your child. There's a trigger. There's an antecedent. We talk about antecedent in our book, which is what comes prior to the to the event or what what comes prior to the behavior. As a caregiver or a parent, you want to get very good at identifying the antecedent. Oh, you said antecedents. What exactly is an antecedent event? Well, antecedent is actually the A in behavior A B C.、Um, behavior A B C refers to the A is the antecedent, which is what happens prior to the behavior. The B is your behavior. That is the behavior that is a problem, and the C is consequence, which is what happens after the behavior. Before every behavior. There is an A, and like I said, as a parent or a caregiver or a teacher, you really want to get very good at identifying your A, the antecedent. What is the trigger to that behavior? What was happening prior to that behavior? If you get very good at identifying those, you're going to be able to. Catch the behavior before it happens. If you know what the antecedents are, you can create a set a different path that would route to a different kind of behavior. The consequence also 
um, is something that controls the behavior. So I talk a lot more about that in in our book. Um, but right now, I want you. I want to introduce you to a little bit of this antecedent. So, for well, wait, just a minute. So that what we're saying is the ABC of behavior. So you're saying there's A, which is antecedent. So these are events that happen before a behavior gets triggered. So something yes. that may be going on environmentally or with the child that's maybe bothering him or whatever. Yes. And then because of that, you're going to have the B, which is the behavior. Yes. And then the C again is the consequence. Correct. So that means what? Well, this the C is the con consequence. It means what happens after the behavior. Whatever happens after the behavior, basically, if it's a desirable consequence to the child, that would definitely reinforce that behavior. So that could be something at one of these events where we've seen a caregiver who doesn't really know what's going on may see this behavior and then take that take our son aside and maybe give him something that he really enjoys doing to do, and she's created a consequence that's not the right consequence. That's, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. now he's thinking, okay, if I do this and I knock somebody down, I get to go over here and have a lollipop or, or, or co color by myself, which exactly. she prefers to do, right? And we do a lot. As parents and caregivers, unknowingly, we do a lot of that to actually reinforce and re and encourage that behavior, but we don't know that we're doing. I, um, I think for for us, I do that or have done that a lot more than Louisa, uh, because she's with the children more and understands these things in more detail. And then afterwards, when one of these behaviors happen, I'll do something and she'll say, "Do you realize what you just did?" I said, "Oops, yep, I just reinforced the wrong behavior." So exactly, you gotta stay tuned for our second series because it talks about what are you really teaching your child. We're going to delve deep into the consequence and what are you really teaching your child as a result of, um, of what your, happens after. Of your actions, right? Right, exactly. So, so, that, so that again we call the behavioral ABCs, which is the antecedent, the behavior, and the consequence. Right. So remember those. <laughs> right. So here we're going to talk about the antecedent. So for example, why, why does that matter? Well, we've had an experience where, for example, our, our son crumbled up his own artwork and then he crumbled up all the child next to him, all of the child that was sitting on his table. He crumbled up all of their artwork and he started throwing them on the floor. And of course, the report we get is out of the blue, he started crumbling up everybody else's paper. Well, when we further look at the root cause of the situation, what was really happening is the children were supposed to draw and everybody were given markers and uh, paint and whatever it may be. Well, our son didn't get any. He didn't get any. He didn't have access to any. He also, on top of that, he has lack of social skills or lack of skills to to advocate for himself or to actually walk up to a teacher, it is very difficult to actually walk up to an adult and say whatever it is that you have to say. In this case, he didn't have the skills or the initiative to walk up and say, I didn't get a marker, can I please have some? So out of frustration, he was completely stuck. Of course, he wants to do the right thing. He wants to be painting. He wants to be drawing, doing what everybody is supposed to be doing. He couldn't. With the lack of skills to go get himself some, there was nothing he could have done. He was basically completely stuck. And then he was frustrated. He was bottled up um, and now he's got no coping skills to cope with the frustration of not being able to do what he's supposed to do. And so, of course, uh, 
um, no, absolutely not out of the blue when he started crumbling up everybody's paper. Yeah, he did not it, know what to do with himself. And, and from our experience, we when these situations were happening, we actually started um, sitting in the back of these events or classes that he was in um, to, to observe mostly, not to be involved directly with him, but to start studying and understanding what was really going on uh, yes. in in the room, these antecedents as we're talking about. Because to most people, you wouldn't notice it. But we went there purposely to sit there and say, okay, these things are happening, meaning he, he's having these behaviors that are not appropriate, obviously, and bothering other children and crumpling papers and maybe knocking people down or yelling and screaming. And, and we wanted to sit in the back of the room even without his knowledge a couple times, just to see what was really going on and watch his behavior, watch the other children's behavior, watch the instructor's behaviors, uh, look at the environment, what's going on in the room, you know, what's how hot was it, you know, all these kind of things, just, uh, you know, approaching it from an engineering perspective, trying yes, to analyze it and figure exactly. out what's going on. And we spent many, many weeks uh, with our son in those classes just to understand what's going on and to understand these problems and these antecedents that what's basically what is triggering that behavior because it is not out of the blue and it as we not. found it it isn't so it, it is not and um this is our message to you we're we're trying to teach you how to identify those antecedents so you know that they do not come out of the blue and therefore you can change your reaction no it is not out of the blue there is definitely a reason and because there's a reason that you can track down, there's absolutely something you can do about it, and there is hope. Um, I, well, I think there's two things, right? One is that you can see these things happening and see what's going on with your child, and there's two things. One, you'll be able to intercept and go in and maybe redirect him. Uh, the other thing is to to learn what you need to teach your child about these situations and how he can advocate for himself and, exactly. and what are alternative things that he can do besides acting out in a non-socially acceptable way. Exactly. So it's definitely important to really understand these antecedent events and and be able to use those as a parent or as a caregiver to identify what's going on and be able to, to intercede when you need to and also to be able to plan out how you're going to teach that child, what kind of skills does right. he need to be able to survive because he's going to be in these types of situations throughout his life and to he has to learn how to be able to handle these things himself and and to advocate for himself and to and to use alternative behaviors besides these socially unacceptable behaviors. Right. So. so when you see a behavior that's not acceptable, there's always a reason. So either environmentally, there's something you can do to better support him. There's something you can do to change the environment. We talk about these these kids, they have a lot of sensory issues. So things that may not trouble other people would absolutely trouble them. So there are things that you can do env environmentally to better support their needs, to better accommodate their needs. And then there's also always, as I see it, there are things you can do to equip themselves better. In the, in the case of crumbling everybody else's artwork, you know, now we know we need to teach him. Okay, when you don't get the marker, Okay, so or we, you get we, a marker that doesn't work, which was one of the situations we, we yes, observed. Yes, well, we need to teach him how do you, or let's get the courage, let's get the initiative to walk up to somebody, and how do you express yourself? Communication is very, very difficult. So that's a that's a very a very pivotal skill. So sometimes if you look at it, not only would you realize what can you do to better support your child in this environment, but you can also look at what 
What tools can you hand down to your child? There is a pivotal skill that your child is missing, and that's why your child doesn't handle the situation well.、Um, so it's very valuable for you as a caregiver to study the antecedent and realize what's happening. Not because it also puts you back in the driver's seat. You know, it puts you back in the driver's seat. It puts your child back into the driver's seat instead of your child reacting to the antecedent and having to resort to the. Inappropriate behavior, or or you having to react to that behavior that your child just had. Now you're both back to the driver's seat because you know what causes that behavior, and you're able to catch it. You're able to find alternative ways、uh, to deal with that situation. Yeah, and I think it's important because one of our、uh, things that we're trying to advocate for is that these children they need to be taught these skills and, and equipped properly to live a normal life and to excel. You can't put, you know. I mean, one one thing at first we were with our child is like, okay, well, we're not going to go there anymore, right? Because this is going to happen. But then after a while, we realized, well, if you start doing that for every social event, eventually your child's not having a childhood because、no. you're trying to protect him from these situations. And you really need to be able to look at the situation, analyze it, understand it, address it by giving him the equip, equipping him with those skills that he needs, and understanding what's going on and. Talking with the you know the instructors and stuff, so they understand when they see certain things to know that something may happen to intercede. So,、uh, but the the main part of this is that you have to be able to teach that child those skills so that he's equipped to to live his life. Otherwise, he's going to be one of these kids that just doesn't have a childhood and is stuck at home all the time. And as an adult, it's gonna gonna continue. Yeah, and that's why we're here for you because we really want to equip the parents to be able to see that. We want to give parents. Every tool they need to be able to not only identify the problems but also be able to help and support and fix it. Yeah, and we'll get into more detail in episode two of this series.、Uh, is this behavior really out of the blue? Where we'll talk about these antecedents and and how do you look for them and what are you looking for? And it, I mean, like we said, it's things from the environment. It could be things from other children and what would be a normal situation for a child and a child. Another child in the room is just acting like a child.、Uh, for these children, that could be a trigger.、Uh, they get too close to the child or something. So,、uh, we'll talk a little more more about that in in episode two of this of this series. But there are there, I mean, a lot of things that could be causing this from an antecedent perspective. You got in the room. You know, you got the the environment. I mean, what does the room look like? Is it a big open hall? Is there, you know, is there a lot of texture? Is it very loud? Wait, stop、yeah. for a second. I think we need to explain why is that a problem. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why <laughs> is a big room a problem? Why is the texture? Why? Why is that all a problem? No, it normally is not a problem for people who do not have sensory issues. You have. Your neurological system is designed for you to screen through these inputs. I mean, if something's too loud, if、um, just as an example, you can—I'm sure you're a parent—you can talk on the phone with your kids, doing whatever in the background, making a bunch of noise. You can still hold a conversation with another adult in person or over the phone because that's your systematic, your ability to screen out the sounds that are irrelevant to you in the background at that moment. Well, these children—they do not have that capability. That is something physiologically wrong in their system.、Um, that they're gonna need to get some skills. They need to cope with that. And then, meanwhile, you need to be able to understand that no, they cannot screen out stimuli that is too much for their body. And what ends up happening? It always ends up happening behaviorally. So yes, a big room. Yes, that's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, so I think things like just auditory processing. If they have auditory processing, I mean, imagine yourself 
being outside anywhere and every single sound was at the same level and you have all these things whereas normally as a as a person who doesn't have these sensitivities you screen them out as louisa said but it, could you imagine a child having all these things at the same level just blasting him blasting him blasting him when he goes into a room you can understand that that's going to lead to some kind of behavior that's going to be an outward explosion of, of, right. of what's and going on inside and i think there are things you can do, and, and we're going to talk more about that in episode two, but even with just auditory for some of these child, just as simple as earplugs makes yeah. a big difference. <laughs> That's only auditory. There's actually yeah, I, seven I, aspects of a sensory processing disorder. That's a lot. Yeah, and, and we'll talk more about that next episode. I think we're going to wrap up this episode one here in the series of Is This Behavior Really Out of the Blue? Uh, we did cover a little story here about our son in this uh, in his weekly events that he goes to and how he reacts and his behaviors and talked a lot about these behaviors. Are they really out of the blue? And the no. answer is no. <laughs> no. <laughs> there are many factors that are going in. We learned about the ABC of behavior, the antecedent. These are the events that happened before that could trigger a specific behavior. A B, the behavior. And see the consequence, which is how uh, what the consequence of that behavior is, either by the parent or by the um, instructor or the leader or the teacher or, or whoever that the child sees, and how that reinforces the behavior that they're they're doing. So um, in the next episode, we will talk more detail about these uh, antecedent events and how to identify them and what to do. That episode number two, we'll we'll talk about our solution for this particular story that we were telling you why that particular strategy that we used works. Yes, we definitely want to teach you some skills. So uh, we'll catch up with you in episode number two. Thank you for listening to Harmonious Clan podcast series, Is This Behavior Really Out of the Blue? We illustrated the problem of out of the blue behaviors with a story from our own clan, discussed how to apply the ABCs of behavior, the outcome we saw, and why the solution works. And then we took a look at the path from chaos to harmony, contrasting the chaotic path, being reactive to the behavior, with the harmonious path, identifying the antecedents and being proactive. Harmonious Clan, enabling you to nurture your child from outcast to outstanding, and your clan from chaos to harmony. Please visit our website at www.harmoniousclan.com to get a copy of our podcast download, Understanding and Working with Behavior Issues Before They Start. You can also get the podcast notes, learn more about us, and get information about joining the clan. You've been listening to Harmonious Clan Podcast with Marco and Louisa. Learn more about Harmonious Clan at www.harmoniousclan.com for information on resources including books, educational podcasts, a supportive community, courses, and one-on-one consulting. Harmonious Clan, enabling you to nurture your child from outcast to outstanding and your clan from chaos to harmony.